0: Hey, White Sox fans, even though just one podcast ago, just mere a couple days ago, a few days ago, um, I delivered the alarming news. There might not be another mothership, Sox Populi. Sox Pop derived from the Latin podcast for maybe upwards of a year. Well, look at this. We can't stay away. It's like a few days later and we're doing a podcast here on Thanksgiving. That seems appropriate. Um, the challenging topic is going to involve things somehow related to the White Sox we're thankful for. So if you, if this podcast goes dead now, it could be technical issues, your serious radio or your, your podcast consumption device may be broken. It could be, but I'm going to guess it's not. It's just because we're all thinking and we can't come up with anything I've, I've primed my three wonderful guests so I hope they came up with something I have a good sense Melissa Sage Mullenbach has because you know she usually brings the notebook and Soxmath Joe Rhesus I'm going to guess he's calculated something a happiness coefficient that isn't negative like in one column I can't speak for Brian he may just he may pass and you are allowed to pass in this category but yes I hear on Thanksgiving of course up top I'll say, I hope I'm not stealing anybody's idea, but I will say, I'm thankful to all of you listeners and viewers and readers, um, unique though you are. <laughs> to paraphrase the brilliant Spinal Tap movie, I'm not really sure our audience has gotten smaller, but it definitely has gotten more selective. So <laughs> thank you for being here to to listen, um, to suffer with us. We, we do need that. It, I know if I'm talking to myself about the team, that's definitely in the definition of an echo chamber. But even if us as a staff are talking about the team, it can get a little echo chambery. It's good to see your comments, get your feedback, know you're out there paying some attention to stories, not all of which, 99.8% of which, but not all of which are negative or reporting on something horrible, the white Susk have done on or increasingly off the field that said with a powerful intro like that thank you melissa brian and joe for joining me here on thanksgiving happy thanksgiving to you i won't be watching football later maybe some of you will it's sort of impossible to avoid i won't even be eating turkey later so i'm really blowing this holiday but that said i'm showing up to host the thanksgiving podcast so i'm not going to necessarily call anybody because this is so tricky and challenging uh but Anyone who wants to step to the shuffle, shuffle head down, hands in pockets to the front of the line to discuss something socks related, you're thankful for the Thanksgiving podcast. Socks Pop 163 is the time to do it. So I give you the floor.
1: listen yeah, Melissa. Sorry.
2: Go ahead, Brian.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, the obvious answer is like, uh, this is corny. I'm sorry, but all of you, it's been so wonderful to be a part of Southside Sox the last year and change. You're it's amazing. And it's a great community. Um, I do that I've cleared my throat with that smarm. Uh, but, but, uh, I don't know. I was thinking about this, like, <clears throat> I'm a big Bears fan. And the last game they played before this, uh, before I recorded this, they blew a, you know, a, whatever, 15 point lead in three minutes and it was terrible and I was watching it and Felt nothing, didn't care at all, wasn't bothered at all. Um, whereas my brothers and I are still sending texts furious about everything the White Sox do or don't do. So I am thankful that I still care. Mm. Like, it would be really easy to just not care at all, but this is too much part of my blood. This is too mm. much part of something that that moves me. That like, And it's tied into what I said first with this community, with not just Southside Sox, but the broader Southside Sox community and just the people in my family and friends and people I know online, like it's nice to care about something and this yeah there's horrible horrible things happening in the world this doesn't actually matter but it's nice to care about something that doesn't matter that's not life or death but that you still it means something to you that's still part of who you are and, um yeah i'm glad i'm not apathetic about the white Sox. i'm thankful as, as much as they've tried to make me i yeah. still love it and it's going to be part of my life forever and i'm, I'm really grateful for that
0: and that's a real question, Brian. I mean, we, we tackled it, I think, as we were discussing, um, you know, you and I directly, but also just as we were discussing on these podcasts, heralding, I can't say celebrating, although at this point it might as well be celebrating uh, triple uh, digit losses of the real issue combined with not just the futility, but the ugliness of what this team sort of has grown into or or, or, or degraded into, those are real questions and not everybody can come away with the same answer thankfully you i mean you've got i mean i guess equal years bears and white socks fandom so the white socks do just mean that little much more to you but uh i can see how that would actually you know those ang I usually comes in the form of like the angry you know texts back and forth or, or phone calls or frustration from you know dad or whatever where it's like okay yeah it's it still registers with me when yeah it it, it easily couldn't absolutely yeah uh, okay. And before I toss it to Joe or Melissa, of course I'm obligated contractually, but not just cause I'm contractually obligated. Of course, I have to point out the enormous asset that Brian O'Neill is to us, not just for taking on the heavy lifting of pretty much a full year of know your enemy writing, which can get, I think as he found out, um, tough, um, uh, from the, I don't know, the sheer repetitiveness, he managed to make every one of those he wrote a real delight. Uh, it is a wonder to read him. Uh, I think I've already told him directly if he chose to somehow decide to degrade himself into uh, pursuing uh, as embarrassing a career of sports writing full time, he should absolutely, he would immediately become the top sports writing columnist in the city. And that is said with, by no small measure, given the fact that. You know, there are some guys, well, I know they've been getting paid for a long time. I don't know that they're good. There have been good columnists in the city. Yeah. I'm just not sure they're, I'm not sure there's not, many, there's many any longer, but if they're even our columnists, do they still have that thing called a news Maybe. paper, Brian? Yeah. I, I'm not sure, but absolutely stellar. You want to talk about raising our GPA past, like what, what is it, like an a 4.0, depending on what weirdo scale you use. I mean, we are like our grade point average is above four with Brian writing for us. So uh, no way I could uh, be less appreciative of you being here than you being here. So thank you for your presence. And uh, yes, if you think that's a sneaky way to lock you into like 50 stories next year, eh, maybe that's up to you. You, know, you think about that over the Thanksgiving I will. break. Um, okay, Joe, Melissa, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> take your turn.
2: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to lock into what Brian said in that um, it the people that I've met along the way. And I mean, this goes way back for me to like the early days of when the White Sox used to have like message boards and things Mm -hmm. on their website. Like I met some awesome people there that I'm, it's kind of like the OG Twitter um, that I met there that I'm still friends with. And we were even, you know, chatting just a couple of days ago, to then end up in this group of people who, I mean, ditto what you said, Brett about Brian. I mean, he, he's just so interesting and engaging to read and Joe is just, he knows so much about baseball. And so we're so diverse and like what everybody at Southside Sox brings to the table. Like, it's just a really cool awesome thing to be a part of that like i never anticipated in my life that i could ever be part of something like this so i'm super thankful for that as well um but i have a couple of kind of unique things as well that um doing the facebook group this year for Southside socks um has been really really fun um we it so if you don't belong to our facebook community listeners Lock in and go to our Facebook, Southside Zacks. Please um, like us and follow us because we've got a really neat community there of people who chime in and um, chat back and forth about all the awesome things that we write on the site. Um, so that's just been really fun getting to know our community in a different way through that. And then my last thing, see, look, look at me. I like have like four things. That's yep. pretty impressive. You're not
0: consulting your notes though. So this is really smooth. Your teleprompter <laughs> is working.
2: <laughs> and I mean, for a team that lost, you know, <laughs> games coming up with four things that I'm like, thankful for is pretty damn impressive. Um, <laughs> and the last thing is getting to write about and like, dig into the prospect part of the White Sox. Like that's something I never, thought I would be interested in. Um, But just starting that last year, kind of after I came on board, uh, just learning about how these kids, I'll call them young men, um, and their journeys are so diverse and like what it takes for them to like get where they are in the minors. And then, you know, hopefully a lot of them work their way through the system. I just, that has been an unexpected joy for me that I am really looking forward to even growing and taking, um, farther in the future. So,
0: all right, this, this, okay, this is, this is my turn to speak. And of course it goes without saying the, the fact that you three have shown up and, and you really are, I mean, again, this is not to degrade any other member of our staff on our mass set, of course, but you are three incredibly key members, um, Melissa being, I think, the last to join, I don't know, you and Brian came, you know, I don't know, some some, time near each other. Joe, he's an old man with Southside socks, But so quickly, and I mean, really, this speaks to Joe as well. And I've, I've said this to Melissa, I mean, the two people, more than anyone, I trust with steering this in terms of the, the not just the punctuality and the scheduling, but just the actual, the cleanliness of the copy. It really is uh, you too. And that is no small um, statement because you look at every other SPN site. And again, I'm not going to be all the rest of them. I'm not going to like shout out like bleed cubby just because I hate the cubs because you know, I'm sure that's is a very clean, nice site. Allianz is a, a really nice guy. Uh, but I mean, a lot of other sites, I mean, they're just, it's just ass backwards. I mean, we keep it clean. We keep it strong. We keep it better than the so-called professional sites. I guess technically we're professional. By the way, you three, we're professional. (laughs) Uh, Remember to report on your taxes. Um, But, you know, uh, and and really in terms of, you know, when I was gone this year, missing all the most exciting um, uh, news breaks of the season, although, you know, the year's not over yet. So there might still even be something more exciting to come here in the last month of the year. Uh, I could completely, you know, trust uh, both you and Crystal Store of steering this. And, of course, you know, not that I'm going to make out my will here on podcast um, socks Pop 163. But, of course, if, you know, I break my leg and can't type because, you know, naturally I type with my feet. But, you know, I mean, I, obviously you um, and Crystal are going to be the folks to to steer this and keep everybody out there. Uh, well fed on White Sox information, which again direct your mail then to Melissa and Crystal. Don't blame me for that. I mean, don't. I mean, you're angry about the White Sox. Don't quit, quit. blaming me about that. Spread your hate around a little bit, Jeez. Or your praise. Your praise, because things can only get better. Um, uh, inside the White Sox, that's where I started with my White Sox interest. I remember that being sort of the White Sox uh, Scott Reifert blog, where I would make comments. I believe Ken Wo was was a commenter, and all. And shockingly sort of an unpopular opinionated one way back then and that is 20 years ago so that's sort of where i started and you know really baby joe here i mean we got three pretty veteran you know sorry brian and i know you're a little bit younger but we got three veteran white Sox fans you pool all of our painful seasons of watching and let's face it we can round joe up into this he's not you know he's not 10. Wow. I mean, White Sox, just send the check, man. You guys owe us big time. Uh, thank you, Melissa, for uh, that sweetness. And hey, good cue. Um, you know, I did sort of want to do the predictions before I really ran hard into our prospect countdown. I don't even know if we're going to get to 100 because some of those guys have declared for free agency, which, hey, dummies start it too early and you're going to end up having some guys who make the list who aren't actually going to be on the White Sox anymore. Oh, well, our top 91 prospects, will uh, we will get rolling uh, this week. Uh, finally, Melissa's already broken the tape. She broke the tape with number 100 who now might be like number 95 or number 103. I don't know, but Jason Matthews, you're, you're in, you're printed. We can't take you away. Now. Uh, you're one of our top 100 prospects. Okay. Uh, we won't break. We're going to go right to Joe and Joe. Okay. Pressure's on. Oh my God. They were so sweet. Right. Those old codger fans, Brian and Melissa so sweet. Uh, what do you got for us? What are you thankful about the white Sox or whatever this team is?
3: Very nicely said by all of you. Um yeah, definitely the community is a is a massive one. Um like whenever a friend or a family member asks me like, you know, how how is the vlog going or you know, how how has the White Sox fandom been or something along those lines, like I always say, well, you know, the team is a mess, but you know, still still it's a good experience though. And to have it still be an overall good experience um says a lot, I think, about the community of, of Southside sox um, so definitely a lot to be thankful for there um there yeah and on top of that um yeah I, I don't really get much room to complain as my third year of rooting for the white sox was 2005 so like I mean I kind of feel like yeah I yeah I, I haven't had to suffer um nearly the same amount as some people like that. That's about as lucky as I could have been at least in the early stage of my fandom. So that's, yeah, I can't really complain too much there. Um, also um, I have to mention um, Sebi Zavala had two multi-homer games this year. They both made me very happy. Um, very few things energize me like at Sebi Zavala home run. So, um, you know, that, even when the team was on an epic cold streak, you know, he, you know, that, especially the game against the Yankees in Yankee stadium, like that one was certainly a memorable game. And, uh, I will, uh, take that one with me for a while. I think as, as we enter what looks to be another dark age of white Sox baseball up ahead, you know, I, I think that's one I'll be able to look back on and say, you know, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, so that, that's good. Um, of course, Luis Robert Jr. Having a nice mm-hmm. mostly full breakout season, um, that where he had about five war like that's I wasn't expecting him to be quite as good as he was. Um, but it was encouraging seeing, you know, not just a very good player, but also a very exciting player. Like we saw him kind of taunting the crowd at Wrigley fields, um, yeah. after that home run that he hit. um, at, at Wrigley. Um, that that was very good. Um, and I feel like, you know, he, as we enter a dark age where we're looking for silver linings on the field, I certainly feel like he will bring us many moments like that mm-hmm. in, in years to come. So that's definitely a reason uh, for encouragement and optimism.
0: MVP votes, Joe. I mean, come on, that's not nothing. I mean, what, twelfth in MVP? I mean, that that's a that's a delineation. I mean, if you're one of the twenty-five, you know, however many it is who get MVP votes, that means you know you're the you're the cream of the crop. And I don't think even you, who have been you know high on him in the past, rightfully, you're admitting you didn't expect that because I mean, who thought he'd play? what Was it, 120 games, 130 games? I mean, who thought he'd ever do that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Joe, uh, in your 20th year of Southside Sox writing, I will, this is an assignment, mark it down. I will expect a detailed treat scene on where you were or what your feelings were for every one of Sebi Zavala's, let's say, 18 uh, career home runs. That No matter who he's hitting it for, he's going to hit some for Tampa, maybe hit one for Arizona. He's going to hit a couple for San Francisco where or maybe we can even extend this to AAA. I'm going to expect that article. It's, again, he may have, a he's a solid catcher. So he, it's maybe years down the road, but consider that a sign. I'm, I'm going to need that from you. Okay. Um, I'll be a smart ass. I've already been, you know, thankful. And, you know, of course it goes without saying, I'll appreciate, I uh, appreciate, you know, Joe, Joe is, you know, he's sort of OG Southside Sox, not, not necessarily the first the first skeleton crew of people in 2018, but i would be 2019, I believe, Joe, I think. So, um, you know, pretty, pretty early on and somehow has stuck around. I got to throw a question back at you then, Joe, if this was your third year of Sox fandom 2005, your young fan, I mean, obviously we're all, pro- I trust me, I was carried away and I was not a young fan. Uh, okay. We get carried away with these moments. Uh, and I think we were all answering the affirmative, but at that age, at that time, did you think, okay, man, this is, I know there's history and I'm sure you had studied the history. Um, you know, I know the history isn't so great, but the gravy trains coming. You must have thought this was the beginning of a time where you're just going to think, man, this is going to be the easiest team to be a fan of because this is going to be so sweet, especially, you know, especially 90 wins in 2006. You just had must, you must have thought it was going to be easier and it's turned out to be.
3: And the Cubs kind of had the reputation of being the lo- lovable lo- losers very much. Um, even from my you know, extended family members, most of, and most of them were Cubs fans. Um, so, like, yeah, the White Sox just seemed like a very trendy team. I really liked Hawk as a small child as well with all of his en- enthusiasm and his phrases. Like, you know, my little kid self was very excited about them. And, and, yeah, definitely would have expected their win percentage overall over the next two decades, I think, to be better than it has been. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, let, again, this this harkens back to the um, our, our preceding uh, predictions podcast, which, gosh, uh, uh, just a few days ago, um, and you know, make no mistake, they're still lovable losers. <laughs> they're still losers. Again, no offense, Melissa. I know you're very close to that situation, but let's not kid ourselves. Now, we can't. No, I'm not saying about the team, about their immediate prospects, although I'd love to say that, uh, but <laughs> come on, Joe, they're cup fans. I mean, it's sort of tattooed, but okay, all right. I'll pipe down now. Uh, I'll be, I've been hopefully um, kind to the uh Side electorate and the three writers here with me who braved this podcast on Thanksgiving, uh, for Thanksgiving Day. Uh, so I'll be snarking my answer, but also somewhat heartfelt um, in saying this one thing I would be thankful for. The first thing that came to mind when I thought of this question to ask uh, the field is I am happy going against the grain probably of my first years uh, on this planet of uh, now saying that I'm happy not to be an employee of the White Sox. Uh, What we would all consider a dream job, whether we're in sales, whether we wanna write, whether we wanna play, um, manage, whatever. uh, I am genuinely happy, um, as much as I hate the separation the White Sox um, create between us the longest White Sox site ever, probably even older than whitesox.com. I don't know what were, they were, probably just running ad 1900 uh, call collect, you know, ads back then. That was probably their content way back when Southside Sox started. Um, as much as I resent that and still do, of course. Um, would I want to work for this team? Would I want to have to account for why I'm still working for this team? Would I want to have to account for the atrocious? I mean, obviously the field is enough, but I mean, come on, teams have ups and downs. White Sox have just had a few more this century than they they traditionally have. Uh, but the the avarice and the immorality and the the ugliness and the arrogance. I mean, Brian, among many of us, Brian, I think most recently, has eloquently expressed just this this King George notion of this this front office and certainly the owner. It just would. It's hard. My skin crawls a bit to call myself a White Sox fan. I still am not just because I'm running this, although I would have to admit, honestly, a decent portion of my fandom stems from the fact that I'm doing this. Uh, I, I genuinely would say, you know, I mean, I guess if they called up tomorrow and said, Hey, guy that we've been ignoring and talking down for years since we were really close buddies with you a decade ago, hey, you want to come work in this position? I mean, I'm not going to say I wouldn't say, so Hmm, well, let's think about this. But would the answer be the automatic yes? It would have been for the first, I don't know, four decades of my life, three decades in the workforce, I guess. I guess when I was six, no one was going to offer me a job with the White Sox. Uh, no, it's not automatic. Yes. And in fact, knowing that this, uh, we know on field, I think we're pretty certain crystals finally come to the dark side, uh, that it's going to get worse in 2024, but I'm afraid off field front office in the system, it's going to get worse. I mean, I'm crossing my fingers that that's not the case, but I'm genuinely afraid that we are not at bottom yet. And it's only going to be harder, you know, to, you know, to, to expose that tattoo, whether we literally have one or not. I mean, they're somehow tattooed on our hearts and our souls and it's ticking me off right now. So to put a twist on that, I mean, I am actually thankful that I do not have to account for my position selling tickets to a, to a fan base that gets (laughs) just screwed. Every game stands in line for a nothing crowd. Every game, every game pays, what is it? $58 for parking. I mean, whatever it is now, it's something that's preposterous given there's a sea of concrete surrounding the park, you know, every game, but Crosstown or I don't know, maybe Yankees. So uh, it's a snarky answer, but there's something heartfelt behind it. We're going to take a quick break. I'm not going to let these folks go yet. We're going to talk just a little bit about the offseason. I promise it is going to be quick. So you three, please don't, I mean, even if you got to like go to John, don't run away from me, just stick around. It's going to be like five more minutes. So our weirdly timed and very oddly placed break is happening right now. Come back in a minute and hear some stuff actually about the team instead of all our Hallmark card stuff about each other. Uh, see you in a minute. White Sox fans, that was a minute. Thank you for sticking with us. Pop, 164 Thanksgiving Day, we've discussed with eloquence. Well, these three with eloquence, me with just rabble and blather, uh, why we are thankful to be White Sox fans or affiliated with the White Sox or something, something Southside Sox. I, I'm not sure, I don't remember their answers now, but they were sweet and I loved them. And my heart is beating faster and harder uh, because of all of those answers. Uh, okay, let's just address, I mean, we've done no podcast. I mean, Frank, I'm sorry, guy, I'm just, I'm not, I mean, really, I hate this team right now. It's just sort of hard to do a podcast about them. That said, some stuff has happened. Uh, obviously we got Panetti, which, um, which uh, Brian's written on, um, you know, Joe's touched on stuff. Uh, you know, Melissa obviously she's been, she's been she's been active. She's been pitching, but you know she's she's back. She's she's behind the typewriter again, so she's going to be uh, writing more for us. Uh, there's stuff that's happened. Some players are signing elsewhere. There's trade rumors. Nothing of merit is really happening to make you say adjust 107 loss prediction for 2024. So just, I suppose, quick, because I know all of your patience is, are being tried here, but thoughts of where you stand at the moment in the offseason? Do you think things are going to get better or worse uh, between now and opening day? Uh, where are you at with this ball club?
1: Two quick thoughts that. one. I'm actually not going to let you get away with the end of the mawkishness. I know you went to break before we could swing it back to you but i really want to give a shout out to brett who has created an amazing space for people um <laughs> Sox, socks i i you know whatever numbers we do doesn't really matter what you have built here and the i don't know like it, there are amazing talents that for people who don't often get a chance to write about sports or who are shut out from the academy as it were um it's just it's astonishing like i am humbled and grateful to work with people like joe and melissa and everyone on the staff and that's a tribute to you, brett i know you didn't want us to be mock yes, you tried to throw it to break so we couldn't do that but i'm still oh going. i didn't know
0: this was this a possible territory oh bring it out. i didn't even know if this uh, was a possibility oh <laughs> this just became an hour and a half podcast all right brian yeah okay yeah back to you No, I appreciate that. Obviously, as I've explained to all of you, it's extremely important to do what it is we're doing. I don't know necessarily what stirred that in me. I mean, I have been, I know everybody's tired of me, you know, yakking about it, but you know, I've, I've, I've been there. Uh, I've looked up and down press row and, you know, I know what I see and I know what I don't see. And, you know, this isn't the same thing. Unfortunately, we have had one season out of now going on six. Um, that where we have been denied access to press row, even on the road, which is a sweet little twist, White Sox. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, come on. This is representation that we need to have. And it is, it goes, I, I hope, you know, in, in what you're saying too as well, Brian, what you said is it's not just a matter of uh, widening the breadth of um, staff and writers. It's also allowing that quality to shine through because obviously you can't have one without the other. you can have a clown site. Otherwise a clown site with a lot of, you know, interesting, you know, names on the masthead, but uh, yeah, no, I, the amount
1: of talent on the site is it blows my mind. I just, I can't, it, like I said, humble to be on, on the masthead. Um, in terms of the off season, I think gets is going to make some good moves at the margin. I actually, I mean like the Atlanta trade, the bummer trade, like that's fine. There's going to be some fine stuff that I'm going to be able to talk myself into thinking like, all right, maybe they're doing something here. Maybe they're going to lose 95 games, not 117. <laughs> in the last podcast Crystal was in the Detroit Tigers, Cleveland Spiders, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't think that I I think
0: we've had the worst of the off season.
1: I think there's going to be some interesting things that happen, but only interesting at
0: the margins. Yeah. Gets is gets is in a decent position in that, well, he's obviously in a decent position. He was gifted a job, but um, this roster in this organization is so bereft. I mean, he can really almost just fall out of bed and make a move there and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He got five guys from a good organization. One or two may stick for a guy who they don't need. I mean, th- he is in a position to really yep. sleepwalk through the off season and still come away pretty good. So, and that's not just you being poised to be like, you know, hooray gets, cause I know if anything, it's, it's the opposite, but yeah, that's not a, that's a, you might call that a catbird seat. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see what he does with it. Go, go, Chris. (laughs) Uh, Melissa, Joe, um, litmus test, where are you at?
3: Will things get better before opening day? I mean, probably not. Things are going to get worse before they get better is my gut instinct. Uh, It's probably, yeah, it's a situation where even if the greatest general manager of all time was Mm -hmm. given control of the, of the team right now I'm not really sure what can be done in just a, sh- a few short months here to put a competitive 2024 team on the field um I mean eventually things have to get better because you can't be a 101 lost team forever but yeah not looking as far as the near term meaning between now and opening day not not feeling too great about really anything in particular yeah
0: yeah, the, the 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 test will be, I mean, it's easy to say, okay, you turned Aaron Bummer into some guys or whatever. Um, but I mean, and, and really, it's just Cease. I mean, I don't think Luis Rivera is a guy who they're, I mean, I, I can see the thought of, well, the guy plays 80 games a year. So yeah, maybe you trade him high, but Cease is really the guy. And I'm not saying they should or shouldn't trade him. But I mean, that's really going to be a test of did you extract max or, or or more than max value? And it's something Han wasn't always that bad at. So there is precedent that's not, well, I mean, pretty awful, but maybe not 100% awful. So I guess that would be a test if he's really going to do that and a test of his a test of his stones. I mean, really, I mean, let's face it. Even knowing the team's going to be terrible, even if they don't want to admit it, I mean, it's still a tough move to pull trigger on a guy he's still got control over, who's a year removed from Cy Young Rimmer up and... Yeah, we'll see. Guts. Hey, we're watching. We know you're listening. We're we're watching. You know, go Chris or whatever. Uh, Melissa, feeling?
2: Yeah, I'm feeling meh about this off season <laughs> because, like, at least for the past three or four off seasons, it's like, oh, there's that potential to maybe like sign a big name, which is always fun. And like this year we know, like there's no big names coming. in. Like it's just going to be the shuffling of the chairs. Yeah. We're going to get rid of bummer and we're going to get five prospects here. And maybe we're going to get rid of another guy and get a couple more potential, you know, projects. Um, so it's, it, but to me, that's just not exciting at all. Like I don't, find that type of off season to be anything to write home about. So I, I can see myself like this year, even more like paying more attention to like what's going on in the minor leagues and the development of the guys down there, just because there's more superstar potential there possibly than there is going to be coming from the outside anytime soon, because we're just cutting and slashing, you know salaries everywhere and it's not like we're using that because we're trying to court shohei otani to come or something like that it's just not going to happen so to me i'm like kind of planning on sleeping through the (laughs) off season and just looking forward to uh watching what's happening in the farm
0: looking forward to the snowy home opener hosting Detroit at the end of March, for goodness sake. <laughs>
2: Listening to Jason Benetti announce on the Tigers oh, broadcast. Yeah, how
0: about that? Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, yeah, let's face it. The, the roster is all, you know, it's, it's for a I mean, the roster isn't going to be, you know, the best guys. So it, it's, it, it's going to be rough and yes, we are going to have to pay attention to, Hey, all you Southside sack writers or potential staffers, minor league writing is going to get more attention than ever. So, you know, help fill our slots that aren't filled. Um, Geez, Melissa, it sounds like you're like completely ignoring the fact that every... Or no, wait, you're disappointed that we're not going to sign another bullpen guy for like $20 million uh, this offseason. Jeez, talk about a new regime. What's going on with that? Uh, no relievers? Not even like Raylo coming back? Yeah, you're right. There's nothing... Even the trades, it's not going to be you know Dylan no. Cease for uh,
2: mm-hmm. like you know, yeah the, the top Dodgers
0: top starting league. whatever center fielder you know whatever we can get from them. It's going to be you know six guys with pedigrees and resumes and hope, wish, fingers crossed. and, you know, and
2: by top osmosis,
0: top. a few of them will end up in the major leagues because they've got nobody. <laughs>
2: No. And like, it's yeah. So, like, on the, I mean, on the opening day roster, it's like, who, who are you going to be excited about besides Luis Robert and maybe, you know, Andrew Vaughn? Cause like Andrew Vaughn, like, I hear. Yeah. He's going to be, you know, next year's standout guy. But like, I mean, everybody else is just going to be like a plug and play gap guy. It's just like, that's snooze fast Like, that's just not, it's just not fun to think about.
0: Yeah. I guess if guess is really aggressive about turning over the roster and, you know, being, being his own man or whatever. And so Eloy has gone and, you know, any of the, even, even the the, the toss up guys you might consider, like even Benintendi. I mean, I don't know who'd take the contract. The Sox have to eat some money, but you know, maybe you move that guy in or something, you know, anything's possible. Right. Um, and just getting in this influx where, you know, suddenly now the Edgar queros C- 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 or, you know, that are just one step closer and the Strenies, you know, maybe even break camp. And I mean, that team's going to be overwhelmed, but, and it seems like it's not po- – only other teams can have got, um, prospects who come up and just immediately just rate like, you know, there's no Tatises here to – we got the wrong Tatis to come up and immediately rate. We just don't get those guys. But, I mean, the more of them you bring in, say, in a cease trade or, or maybe you do make some other clever little – moves. I mean, this is really ascribing a lot of brilliance and genius to a front office that doesn't have it. But if it was possible, okay, you throw those 20 guys out there, you roll the balls out onto the field, you know, in spring training, maybe a couple of those guys really just don't look back. A Wilford Veras just goes bananas and never uh, pauses it. And that that kind of thing could really get exciting. Now you've got like a kids can play type of thing going again. This is a way too high ceiling, especially for a guy who says they're going to lose 107. But that possibility exists, especially if Gets is willing to say, hey, maybe even Vaughn, maybe a guy like Vaughn is even gone. I mean, sorry, Melissa, uh, you haven't made the pick yet, so you'll be able to still change it, but I mean, you cut enough of what might be considered fairly, you know, maybe still young, but dead weight, you know, hey, maybe you flip a Corey Lee because it's like, well, okay, yeah, I can throw guys out, but, you know, 50 OPS, you know, ain't going to hack it, Um, you know, depending on how aggressive he wants to be. Given that he's basically still inherited this whole team, I mean, there could be, still be some stuff that drag us back in. I think I'm cynical enough to be like, okay, I'm waiting till May, but I mean, there could be some stuff that's just like, okay, this is just such a different dynamic mix. It's like, uh, you know, the um, you know the, them playing at the Schaumburg Flyers field during the the pandemic is like, okay, what's out there? What's this new team of crazy? What's Terrell? What's Terrell Tatum doing in center field? What's happening here? And you figure, even if a couple of those guys could stick, it's like, oh, geez, okay, mate wow, the future is – I'm talking way too soon. I'm going to just shut up because this stuff can be quoted and thrown back at me, including um, by Sage. So I, I don't want that to happen. Uh, I'm not going to defend Recon ever again. But, um, I mean, there is a possibility if enough is gutted that it's like, okay, all right, wow, it would get a little more attention and maybe even actually a little more excitement. Unfortunately, still same manager and GM, but it's a possibility they could drag us back. But I don't blame you for meh because – that's sort of like the Sox official motto. They might as well just put it underneath the downward arrow outside the park because 2024 is going to be rough. On that note, thanks for listening. Thanks for reading. Thanks for being here. No, I uh, some heartfelt words from from all of us and certainly I'll direct it out uh, to you, the readers, uh, viewers, uh, listeners here at Southside Sox. We know it's very tough being a Sox fan. We appreciate that you stick around or even just visit, you know, every week. I don't, I wouldn't blame you. If I was in your shoes, I'm not sure how often I'd be stopping in. Oh, wait, I'd be stopping in every day, multiple times a day. What am I talking about? That was dumb. What was I thinking? Uh, But okay, for those of you who just aren't as hardcore fan as me, who stop in, you know, even every few days. I mean, we appreciate it. Uh, We're throwing cool stuff out there. Got a prospect poll, got a prospect countdown. Got cool stuff when inspired by uh, Brian O'Neill. Joe Rhesus gives us a combination of his reminiscences and then sometimes also his analysis. You know, you don't know what you're going to get from Joe. He's Cali Joe now, so who you know, who knows how crazy this could get in the future? The next four years for him, it could really be taking us in different directions. I mean, goodbye to the Indianapolis field office. And you know, Melissa again, if she's not pitching in the system, still a possibility. She's been doing some winter league play. Well, she's going to be writing the hell out of the site because that's basically what she's done since she's you know hit the ground here with us and I'll fill in when absolutely necessary when I can't guilt anybody else on staff to do the thing I don't want to do. <sighs> okay, I'll do it and maybe it'll be entertaining too. Or not. Hey, listen. Sorry, guys, you can't you can't fire me. I don't think. Maybe you can. Huh. Next podcast, let's think about this. Hmm. Is it possible? All right. Okay. I've All right. I'm going to take some notes. Melissa, please notes on that. I'm going to need notes on that next podcast. Please finding out clause for me otherwise be happy to see all of you real soon um don't know if we're gonna do any saxophon celebrations this year uh we have not got off to the saxophon rousing start because let's face it you know
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly
0: uh yeah that's the dead air that you, you can have you hitting your podcaster machine um but anyway thanks uh brian melissa joe for showing up um you know in in the same setup, in the really, really um, sharp clothing and beverage choices you made even for last podcast. How did that happen? I love the way you planned that. That was so cool. Um, and, you know, um, stay, well, hey, me and Joe say stay warm up there, over there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Rude. <laughs> oh, uh,
2: so rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: very rude, but it wouldn't be.
2: Cold <clears throat> <a sock throat> pod,
0: <throat> podcast uh, without. Uh, thanks to the three view. you Uh, To all of you out there listening, et cetera, again, I can't predict when we'll do this again. If it was up to me, again, Melissa's going to come, she's going to figure out the out clause for me. Saving that, uh, I don't know, maybe another week or so. When news breaks, when we're motivated to, when we figure out another cool theme to talk about and discuss, we'll do it. Maybe it'll be predictions review. If we made them in 2019, what would they have been? Maybe that'll be the next podcast. Or maybe we'll talk about another team. We'll think it over, um, taking suggestions in the comments. You want to throw some suggestions? Out? I mean, comments, the comments do exist. They work down there, you know, folks, you can hit the, you know, in the box that says comments, you can actually type in there and we'll read it. So, you know, if you have thoughts about what our next podcast should be, please share, because frankly, this these are my notes. I got nothing except I'm going to put out clause here. I'm just going to put it at the top and I'm going to put Melissa here in parentheses because she's going to figure something out for me. She's clever. And Brian will find a good way for me to write that departure. And Joel just take over by, by you know, he'll, he's got tenure or whatever. So he will take over. Okay, cool. I'm glad we worked through this. I'm glad we, uh, we, uh, we storyboarded this. Uh, thank you to you three. We'll be back sooner than you're ready for us. Or if you're ready for us tomorrow, well, I'm sorry to disappoint you because we ain't, coming up with a podcast on the Friday after Thanksgiving. See all of you. Uh, Thank you for the kind words and for your listening, viewing, and reading. We'll be back at you real soon.